0: My name is Annie Conboy and I'm a medium and psychic as well as a lot of other things but I am going to invite you to join me this evening in a little discussion about the different energy vibrations, the types of energy vibrations that you can find yourself um, having and being in this particular life I want to talk about light workers indigos and crystals to try to help you to understand the differences in the purpose of those energy vibrations and the ways in which we are all working together to bring forward a, a, a a more I want to say solid but that's not really the word with energy but a more productive and more cohesive and more community-based feel amongst humanity and the reasons why we've uh, done it this way I suppose you could say what we start with is the idea that we're all energy That we all exist both as a solid and a fluid um, like a particle we can be wave or we can be form and when we come into this planet we become solid we stop being that wave of energy that's conscious but unformed and become a solid being and that solid being is affected by the energy flows that are around it so we affect one another and we share energy with one another and this is the starting point for considering what you incarnated to do with your energy how it was designed that you would contribute at this particular time in this particular life to an ongoing project the evolution of the human race to move us uh, from our solid state into a wave state if you like and how the different energies that you've brought in can help make that happen across the generations. So I'd like to start by um, putting forward the Uh, theory or the idea or the model whatever you want to call it of an earth that's energy as well as solid and over the thousands of years that uh, humanity's lived on the planet our energy and the earth's energy has been exchanged and has been uh, a constant process of giving and receiving however we haven't always given the most positive energy to the earth and therefore we've kind of cluttered up our space with the energy of low vibrational feelings and um, the energy that's got stuck that hasn't been transformed is generally of fear hate anger and that energy leads us into more and more aggressive and violent decisions and choices Um, part of being human is to have that side to our nature of course however what we've not actually realized is that as we make that energy solid and it becomes stuck within the earth's aura and the earth's energy it impacts on us more and more and more And so, we've got to a point where the Earth is heavy with that energy, uh, particularly in the forms of aggression and the worldwide violence that's taken place on an even bigger scale in the last few hundred years. So, from an outside perspective, what's been happening to humanity is that we've been gradually sinking down and down and down into a very stuck state unable to access the unconditional love and the positive flow of vibration and it's created so many problems for us because it becomes a cycle of of energy that won't go away and it's at this point that we start to see or understand that humanity needs rescuing from itself if we hadn't already worked that one out. And the observers from the non-physical races and and beings have been trying to help us for many, many thousands of years to recognise this connection between the stuck energy and the way in which it sparks and increases more of the same stuck energy but we weren't getting very far (laughs) we really weren't getting very far until um, it was uh, agreed as part of the effort to liberate the earth's energy that some different energy beings came in some people human beings but people with a different level of vibration who could reflect and bring in different types of energy in order to make a, a difference and allow the change in um, the if you like the background energy that was affecting everybody and keeping us stuck in this cycle um, perhaps the biggest expression of that negative and aggressive and violent energy came in the last century with two world wars um, virtually everybody on the planet was caught up in the uh, the first world war and its aftermath and then the second world war and its aftermath and. At that time, we needed some light. We needed to release some of this heavy, heavy energy. And from the f- 50s onwards, um, the humans who were being born, quite a chunk of those humans, were actually ready to work as light workers. Um, ready to do some very um, challenging work in order to bring a lightening of this energy to get enough um, energy hits into the planet and into the people that they're connected with so that we could start to lighten this atmosphere and to move out of this cycle be, being stuck in low vibrational feelings um and humanity making decisions based on division rather than a collective idea of greater good and it's interesting that the wars were both about what was thought to be the greater good but the aftermath was also a re-establishing of old ways of thinking um a, a pattern forcing its way back in in a sense, so that all the collaboration, the effort and the the sense of community very quickly dissipating into old ways of doing things. So the light workers certainly had a job on and the light workers started to be born really from about the mid 50s in numbers right the way to the end of the 70s. And the job of a light worker was to bring in service and care. Um, the light workers have an angelic connection, uh, a connection to divine healing and to the unconditional love that's available from the angelic realm. And the light workers quickly became overburdened with the duty of care. <laughs> the the light worker's job is the duty of care. Um, the light workers don't rebel. <laughs> they may not want to be here doing the job of mopping up the <laughs> stuck energy, but the light workers are um, old souls in a sense. Not as old as some that are around now, but older souls who've had many lives. And who um, knew and understood that in order to help bring about a change to this pattern, what had to actually happen was a caring and a supporting and a nurturing. So lightworkers are very, very strong nurturers. They care. Probably more about everybody else than they do about themselves, and that's often an issue for light workers in maintaining their well-being. Light workers work within the system, trying to please everyone, trying to s- <laughs> save everyone, <laughs> and trying to do their best. Um, light workers also uh, face a lot of disappointment because humanity hasn't really changed all that much in the thousands of years and it can feel a little bit like a slap in the face to to realize that yeah it's still the same old same old with humanity so it it can be for light workers hard to keep their own vibration high and keep that sense of a divine purpose not a religious purpose, though many light workers are religious or spiritual, but keeping that sense of the divine purpose of unconditional love, unconditional forgiveness, unconditional gratitude and unconditional service to self and others. And light workers live by that, unfortunately, not always looking after themselves as much as others. The impact of the light workers and their energy signal and their vibration, uh, the extra powerful healing that they brought in and do continue to bring in of course, then led to um, a lifting, a shifting of some of this stuck energy. Um, This uh was greatly boosted in the 60s by having uh ascension consciousness energy uh not as full on as we've had it in recent times because we're now ready to to uh kick start that process but the beginnings leaking in of the energy that was about um moving this spiral upwards and bring in a different way of doing things in. Um, But by the 70s, there was enough of a shift in the energy that a new kind of uh, spirit in a human body could come in. And these are the indigos. The indigo vibration. uh, These people started to come in around the 70s. Uh, And right the way through to the millennium. And indigos are the warrior energy. But not the warriors who are here for violence and aggression. These are warriors of the light. These are the warriors who bring in the love. But they don't like being in the system. (laughs) They don't like being here they don't like working within the system, they are rebels. They know they have a mission, they want to get on with that mission but they were still waiting for orders. They often feel like they're, they're um, ready to go but nobody will tell them what they're supposed to do and the Indigos therefore uh, sadly have had sometimes very troubled times of feeling like there's a mission just out of reach but no way of fulfilling that mission or not being able to see how it it happens and a lot of indigos can be very impatient with themselves and with, with the world and the structures the way that we work as a society so the indigos um, can sometimes become frustrated warriors. However, if the indigos can find their passion and the things they love doing, um, they, they radiate such a wonderful frequency of energy. Um, their passions are for the earth. Uh, their passions are for, are for the animal uh, kingdom. Their passion is to get things done. And so long as an indigo feels like what they're doing has worth and has a value, they will give wholeheartedly. Um, Sometimes though the indigos lack a bit of focus because they get too distracted with everything. One of the lovely things about the indigos is the loyalty that they share with one another. They are where the world is a sensitive place for them to be in they are more open to the energy flows than uh, how how stuck the energies get and how people transmit energies so indigos have quite a hard path they are a little bit like the stormtroopers troopers for raising the vibration And they have to find something to stand their ground for and believe in. And it's not violence or aggression. The indigos reject uh, the um, lower vibrational energies, um, even whilst they might be stuck in them at times um, and get caught up in a downward spiral the the indigos really really feel uh the the need for that higher vibrational energy and so they have to look after themselves very carefully they have to be in more peaceful surroundings they have to have a nice strong protective bubble to keep out other people's energies and the world's energy um and they have to um know a kind of plan about their life and what their passions are so the best thing for indigos is to find what they're passionate about and then get on and do it and not hold back but be very aware that this is um, a vibration that is desperately needed indigos shake things up they will have had problematic lives in school. Light workers just went to school and did as they were told. They were busy caring for everybody. So like the emotional uh, 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 person in the class. Indigos would be saying, well, why do we have to do this and why do we have to do it like that? Um, and they have a phenomenal, endless energy. Um, indigos shake the world up. They're meant to shake the world up and they're meant to share that wonderful energy and let it out so that they can raise the vibration for us some more. And now we have the indigos being followed in by the crystal vibration. Uh, Round about 2000, the vibration shifted again and children started to be born who have a crystal vibration. Usually, they're born to parents who are indigo uh, and they often have around them um, uh, grandparents or uh, older relatives who stand as their earth guardians and they are usually light workers so crystals come uh, as the next wave of energy to uh, move us up this evolving spiral this ascension process crystals are pure love crystals just love they don't understand why we do the things we do they don't understand how we hurt and harm one another They are incredibly sensitive, they are incredibly intuitive, they aren't going to be in their full intuitive powers until they reach the age of 25, so we have another 5 years before our first crystals start to really open up with their intuition. Um, Crystals come into families and often the early crystals came into challenging situations, Um, they were thrown in somewhat (laughs) and if you speak to some of the crystals who are 16, 17, maybe 19 or 20 what you find is that they really don't feel like they ought to be here because we do such horrible things to one another. Uh, They are very moral, they're very spiritual, they ask why, uh, they ask us why we are doing the things we do and they don't take no for an answer really <laughs> and they certainly don't take because for an answer um crystals can be very sensitive physically so their bodies may react they may not be able to um, eat in the things that we generally think and eat without thinking They know the vibration of the food that they're eating, so they will only want to eat the vibrations that are positive. Their downfall a little bit in their diet is the sugar. Sugar is a big uh, addictive source for crystals and um, crystals really need to do the best they can to manage their sugar intake because it's not very good for their vibration. Crystal children, crystal teenagers will be very aware of the energies around them. They will read people's energies. They won't take you at what you say. They'll have a look at what your energy is radiating. So crystals can struggle. They can struggle in school systems uh, where they're asked to conform to rules that don't make sense to the crystals they may struggle in connections to non-crystal children and can become targets because of their very deep understanding of unconditional love and unconditional forgiveness and their willingness if you like in a way um to want to share that love um their psychic abilities can read the answers to questions so they they're very intelligent they may actually be very bored with school because crystals can multitask in the deepest possible way um, and are plugged in to both their psychic intuitive senses and their physical senses so they're seeing on two levels and hearing on two levels and so In school, they can be restless or they can just opt to daydream through it. Uh, Many crystals uh, don't see the point of what they're taught in school because it isn't important as far as they're concerned. They know that this is a spiritual journey. Uh, They know that what they've got to do is correct what's wrong with the world from their point of view. And yet they also struggle to be here sometimes because they are very old souls. Um, Again, they're a bit disappointed that we we don't seem as as humanity to have moved on. So you may get some interesting feedback from crystals. On the whole, um, you have to think of them as batteries of love. And what they will do in all circumstances is try to radiate the love whilst resenting being here sometimes. Uh, If you have a crystal child or children, you will often find that your own intuitive ability starts to kick in and switch on. Uh, Parents often switch on and grandparents and siblings if they're not already crystal. They're called crystal because they resonate with every type of crystal on the planet. So there are crystals who have the energy vibration of, for instance, tourmaline or aquamarine, rose quartz, uh, sodalite, malachite, uh, all sorts of different vibrations in their energy because they're a big, big healing Power is put into shaking the stuck energy off the earth by resonating with the very structure of the earth in order to transfer energy that will free the earth from the stuck stuff. They have a mission. They know that they um, need to get on with it. They are frustrated that they're treated like children when actually... they've been around so many times it's they're not really children so to speak Um, but they are here to hold us all in love to help us to move away from the fear that creates the uh, aggression and violence to help us to move into a vision of a uh joined up society and i do mean literally joined up reminding us that we're a global community of spirit that what we need to do is plug in and be spiritual to each other to recognize the other half of our inheritance which is our energy field our aura and that what we can do is change and transform the energy that we individually radiate so that it changes and transforms the energy of the world it's a big vision and it's a big mission for these crystals which is why they've needed the indigos to shake things up the light workers to bring the healing in and for the crystals they look to a future where we get the rainbow energies the rainbow people in that's still somewhere further down the line because the rainbows operate on a level of uh, community uh, greater good willingness to be a collective rather than individual that we're just not ready for yet the crystals have to bring the energies in and help everybody here to move towards that vision so although we've seen the odd uh, rainbow vibration it's not one that's going to come in anytime soon we will get the higher vibrational crystals we'll get those crystals who resonate with the deeply spiritual stones that create vibration uh, that is is powerfully uplifting um, taken together this process is about removing the aspects of being human that aren't helpful that keep us based in individual thinking and individual action we are moving towards a collective, but nothing like what we fear or what we've been told collectives represent. It's very different when you can feel another person's energy. That happens when you open up your intuitive uh, senses. It's very different how you want to operate when you can feel someone else's pain. Above all, The crystals remind us that we all share each other's pain, whether we know it or not. And we all, through our love, forgiveness, gratitude, and service, can make sure that there is no more pain. It's a big ask for them, but whether you are a light worker, an indigo, or a crystal, your mission is here, and your mission is now. The ascension process is happening, so I wish you well on your pa- following your passion and walking your spiritual talk. Thank you for listening.